Cantos, forty-six to forty-eight, of Book Three of the Ramayana of Balmiki, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om One Two Three. Canto forty-six, to guest. The angry Lakshman's cars could brook, her bitter words, her furious look. With dark forebodings in his breast, to Rama's side he quickly pressed. Then ten-necked Ravan saw the time, propitious for his purposed crime. A mendicant in guise he came, and stood before the mighty dame. His garb was red, with tufted hair, and sandaled feet a shade he bare and from the fiend's left shoulder slung a stuff and water vessel hung near to the lovely dame he drew while both the chiefs were far from view as darkness takes the evening air when neither sun nor moon is there he bent his eye upon the dame a princess fair of spotless fame so might some baleful planet be near moon-forsaken rogini as the fierce tyrant nearer drew the trees in jenistan that grew waved not a leaf for fear and woe and the hushed wind forbore to blow godavari's waters as they fled saw his fierce eyeballs flashing red and from each swiftly gliding wave a melancholy murmur gave then Ravan, when his eager eye beheld the longed-for moment nigh, in mendicant's apparel dressed, near to the mighty lady pressed. In holy guise, a fiend avowed, he found her mourning for her lord. Thus threatening draws Sanichel nigh, to Chitra in the evening sky, does the deep well by grass concealed he unstreacherous in the verdant field he stood and looked upon the dame of rama queen of spotless fame with her bright teeth and each fair limb like the full moon she seemed to him sitting within her leafy cot weeping for war that left her naught thus while with joy his pulses beat he saw her in her lone retreat, eyed like the lotus, fair to view, in silken robes of amber hue, pierced to the core by Kama's dart, he murmured texts with lying art, and questioned with a soft address the lady in her loneliness. The fiend essayed with gentle speech the heart of that fair dame to reach pride of the walls like beauty's queen without her darling lotus seen o thou whose silken robes unfold a form more fair than finest gold with lotus garland on thy head like a sweet spring with bloom overspread who art thou fair one what thy name beauty or honour fortune fame spirit or name for queen of love Descended from thy home above, bright as the dazzling jasmine shine, 
thy small square teeth in level line like two black stars aglow with light thine eyes are large and pure and bright thy charms of smile and tit and hair and winning eyes o thou most fair steal all my spirit as the flow of rivers mines the bank below how bright how fine each flowing tress how firm those orbs beneath thy dress that dainty west with ease was spanned sweet lady by a lover's hand mine eyes o beauty never have seen goddess or nymph so fair of mien or bright gandervas have vanly dame or woman of so perfect frame in youth's soft prime thy ears are few and art has not so fair to view i marvel one like thee in face should make the earth's hot dwelling place leave lady leave this lone retreat in forest wilds for thee unmeet where giants fierce and strong assume all shapes and wonder in the gloom these dainty feet were formed to tread some palace floor with carpet spread or wonder in dream gardens where each opening bud perfumes the air the richest robe thy form should deck the rarest gems adorn thy neck the sweetest reed should bind thy hair the noblest lord thy bed should share art thou a king o fair of form the rudras or the gods of storm all to the glorious vassals how can less than these be bright as thou but never nymph or heavenly maid a goddess haunts this gloomy shade here giants roam a savage race what led thee to so dire a place here monkeys leap from tree to tree and bears and tigers wander free here ravening lions prowl and fell hyenas in the tickets yell and elephants infuriate roam mighty and fierce their woodland home dost thou not dread so soft and fair tiger and lion wolf and bear hast thou o beauteous dame no fear in the wild hood so lone and drear whose and who art thou whence and why sweet lady with no guardian nigh dost thou this awful forest tread by giant bands inhabited the praise the high-souled raven spoke no doubt within her bosom woke his saintly look and brahman guise deceived the lady's trusting eyes with due attention on the guest her hospitable rites she pressed she bade the stranger to a seat and gave him water for his feet the bowl and water pot he bare and gob which wandering brahmans wear forbade the doubt to rise Worn by his holy look, she deemed the stranger even as it seemed to her deluded eyes. Intent on hospitable care, she brought her best of woodland fare and showed her guest a seat. She bade the saintly stranger lave his feet in water which she gave and sit and rest and eat. He kept his eager glances bent on her so kindly eloquent 
wife of the noblest king, and longed in heart to steal her dance, preparing by the dire offence, death on his head to bring. The lady watched with anxious face, for Rama coming from the chase, with Lakshman by his side, but nothing met her wandering glance, save the wild forest's green expanse, extending far and wide. Canto forty seven Ravan's Wing As clad in mendicant's disguise, he questioned us his destined prize, she to the seeming saintly man, the story of her life began. My guest is he, she thought, and I, to escape his cause, must needs reply. Child of a noble sire I spring, from Janak, fair Bidehaus king. May every good be thine, my name is Sita, Rama's cherished dame. Twelve winters with my lord I spent, most happily with sweet content, in the rich home of Ragu's line, and every earthly joy was mine. Twelve pleasant years flew by, and then his peers advised the king of men, Rama my lord to consecrate, joint ruler of his ancient state. But when the rites were scarce begun, to consecrate Ikshaku's son, the queen Kaikei, honored dame, sought of a lord an ancient claim. Her plea of former service pressed, and made him grant her new request, to banish Rama to the wild, and consecrate instead her child. This double prayer on him, the best, and truest king, she strongly pressed. Mine eyes in sleep I will not close, nor eat, nor drink, nor take repose, this very day my death shall bring, if Rama be anointed king. As does she spake in envious ire, the aged king, my husband's sire, besought with fitting words, but she was cold and deaf to every plea. As yet my days are few, eighteen, the years of life that I have seen, and Rama, best of all alive, has passed of years a score and five. Rama, the great and gentle, true, all region famed as pure and true, large-eyed and mighty-armed and tall, with tender heart that cares for all, but desolate led astray by woman's wild and passion's sway. By his strong love of her impelled, the consecrating rites withheld, when, hopeful of the promised grace, my Rama sought his father's face. The Queen Keke, ill at ease, spoke to my lord brief words like these. Hear, son of Regu, hear from me, the words thy father says to thee. I yield this day to Varat's hand, free from all foes this ancient land. Fly from this home, no longer dine, And dwell in woods five years and nine. Live in the forest and maintain Mine honour pure from falsehood's stain. Then Rama spoke, untouched by dread, Yeah, it shall be, as thou hast said. And answered, faithful to his vows, 
obeying the third spouse the offered realm i would not take but still keep true the words he spake thus gentle brahman rama steel clung to his vow with firmest will and valiant lakshman dear to fame his brother by a younger dame bold victor in the deadly fray would follow rama on his way on sternest vows his heart was set and he a youthful anchoret bound up in twisted coil his hair and took the garb which hermits wear then with his bow to goddess he went forth with rama and with me by queen kaikei's art bereft the kingdom and our home we left and bound by stern religious vows we sought the shade of forest boughs now best of brahmans here we tread these pathless regions dark and dread but come refresh thy soul and rest here for a while an honoured guest for he my lord will soon be here with fresh supply of woodland cheer loud store of venison of the buck or some great boar his hand has struck meanwhile o stranger grant my prayer thy name thy race thy birth declare and why with no companion thou roamest in dundak forest now thus questioned sita rama's dame then fierce the stranger's answer came lord of the giant legions he from whom celestial armies flee the dread of hell and art and sky ravan the rakshas king am i now when thy gold-like form i view arrayed in silks of amber hue my love o thou of perfect mould for all my dames is dead and cold a thousand fairest women torn from many a land my home adorn but come loveliest lady be the queen of every dame and me my city lanka glorious town looks from a mountain's forehead down where ocean with its flash and foam beats madly on mine island home with me o sita shalt thou rove delighted through each shady grove nor shall thy happy breast retain fond memory of this life of pain in gay attire a glittering band five thousand maids shall round thee stand and serve thee at thy back and side if thou fair sita wilt be mine then fought her noble passion broke as does in turn the lady spoke me me the wife of rama him the lion lord with lion's limb strong as the sea firm as the rock like indra in the battle shock the lord of each auspicious sign the glory of his princely line like some fair bold tree strong and tall the noblest and the best of all rama the heir of happy fate who keeps his word inviolate lord of the lion gate possessed of mighty arm and ample chest rama the land warrior him whose moon-bright face no fear can dim rama his bridled passions lord the darling whom his sire adored me made a true and loving dame of rama 
prince of deathless fame me wouldst thou vainly woe and press a jackal woe a lioness steal from the sun his glory such thy hope lord rama's wife to touch ha thou hast seen the trees of gold the sign which dying eyes behold thus seeking weary of thy life to win the love of rama's wife fool wilt thou dare to rend away the famished lion's bleeding prey or from the threatening jaws to take the fang of some envenomed snake what wouldst thou shake with puny hand mount munder towering over the land put poison to thy lips and take the deadly cup a harmless drink with pointed needle touch thine eye a rager to thy tongue apply who wouldst pollute with impious touch the wife whom rama loves so much be round thy neck and millstone tight and swim the sea from side to side or raising both thy hands on high pluck sun and moon from yonder sky all at the kindled flame be pressed wrapped in thy garment to thy breast more while the thought that seeks to win rama's dear wife who knows not sin the fool who thinks with idle aim to gain the love of rama's dame with dark and disparate footing makes his way over points of iron stakes as ocean to a public spring the lion to a fox the king of all the birds that ply their wing to an ignoble crow as gold to lead of little prize as to the drainings of the rice the drink they quaff in paradise to amrit's heavenly flow as sandal dust with perfume sweet is to the mire that soils our feet a tiger to a cat as the white swan is to the owl the peacock to the waterfowl an eagle to a bat such is my lord compared with thee and when with bow and arrows he mighty as indra's self shall see his foeman armed to slay thou that doomed like the fly that sips the oil that on the altar drips shall cast the morsel from thy lips and lose thy half-worn prey thus in high scorn the lady flung the biting arrows of her tongue in bitter words that pierced and stung the rover of the night she ceased her gentle cheek grew pale her loosened limbs began to fail and like a plantain in the gale she trembled with affright he terrible as death stood nigh and watched with fierce exulting eye the fear that shook her frame to terrify the lady more he counted all his triumphs over proclaimed the titles that he bore his pedigree and name canto forty eight ravan's speech with knitted brow and furious eye the stranger made his fierce reply in me your fairest name behold the brother of the king of gold the lord of ten necks my title named ravan for might and valor famed gods and gunderva hosts i scare snakes spirits birds that roam the air 
fly from my coming wild with fear trembling like man when death is near by shravan once my brother wrought to ire and counted me and fought but yielding to superior might fled from his home in sore affright lord of the mandrown chariot steel he dwells on famed kailasha's hill i made the vanquished king resign the glorious car which now is mine pushbuck the far-renowned that flies will guided through the bosom skies celestial hosts by indra led flee from my face disquieted and where my dreaded feet appear the wind is hushed or breathless is fear wherever i stand wherever i go the troubled waters cease to flow each spellbound wave is mute and steel and the fierce sun himself is chill beyond the sea malanka stands filled with fierce forms and giant bands a glorious city fair to see as it draws amaravati a towering height of solid wall flashing afar surrounds it all its golden courts adjunct the sight and gates aglow with lazulite steeds elephants and cars are there and drums loud music fills the air fair trees in lovely gardens grow whose boughs with varied fruitage glow thou beauteous queen with me shalt dwell in halls that sweet a princess well thy former fellows shall forget nor think of women with regret no worldly joy thy soul shall miss and take its fill of heavenly bliss of mortal drama think no more whose charms of days will soon be over king dasarath looked in scorn on rama though the eldest born sent to the woods the weakling fool and set his darling son to rule what o thou large-eyed dame hast thou to do with fallen rama now from home and kingdom forced to fly a wretched hermit soon to die except i love her nor refuse the giant king who fondly woos oh listen nor reject in scorn a heart by karma's arrows torn if thou refuse to hear my prayer of grief and coming war be aware for the sad fate would fall on thee which came on hapless urvashi with her foot she chanced to touch purvas and sorrowed much my little finger raised in fight were more than match for rama's might o fairest plead and happy be with him whom fortune sends to thee such were the words the giant said and sita's angry eyes were red she answered in that lonely place the monarch of the giant race art thou the brother of the lord of gold by all the world adored and sprung of that illustrious seed wouldst thou attempt this evil deed i tell thee impious monarch all the giants by thy sin will fall whose reckless lord and king thou art with foolish mind and lawless heart here one may hope to steal the wife of indra and escape with life but he who rama's dame would tear 
from his loved side must needs despair. Yea, one may steal fair Sachi, dame, of him who shoots the thunder flame, may live successful in his aim, and length of day may see. But hope, O giant king, in vain, though cups of Amrit thou may drain, to shun the penalty and pain of wronging one like me. End of Cantos 46, 47, and 48